For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of the Dog Check Podcast, hosted exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network. Um, as always, new weekly show every Tuesday. Um, record comes out Wednesday, hosted by myself, as well as the one and only Eric Metcalf. Eric, you've been busy, you know, flying back and forth from Cleveland to, you know, basically everywhere. So it seems like you're all over the map. But, uh, you know, hearing you're traveling safe, which is good. But how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Like you said, you could be doing better after a game like Sunday, but hopefully uh, we can we can change it up Thursday. If you're a Browns fan, you know, after watching that game, you're obviously very disappointed. But if you're a football fan, I can tell you one thing. Head over to um, Bet Online for literally everything football. Uh, my cousin he was actually in this past weekend uh, from Florida. He lives in Charlotte now, located. He bets all the time. You know, he loves weather. You know, he, he's flown out to, you know, going to casinos, this and that, you know, making, you know, cool sports bets. I showed him Bet Online and he absolutely loved it. So if you guys want to head over to Bet Online, um, everything football from college football, pro football, um, you can use your mobile device or you can go on a website, whichever you prefer. Um, use code BLEAV, that is again B L E A V, and you'll receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your very first deposit. So, again, that is promo code B L E A V, and you'll get 50% off your first deposit. Again, guys, that is betonline.com, betonline, where the game starts. Um, if you guys, you know, I'm sure most of you watched that game, you know, on Sunday, it was. Um, in lack of better words, you know, one of the most disappointing games that I've seen in a long time. Now, awful. The Browns. <laughs> awful is the word. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of analysts. We talked about it a little bit last week. A lot of analysts had the Browns actually winning that game. Um, you know, when they had the injuries come out, the injury bug. You know, not having Jack Conklin, not having Jedrick Wills, obviously kills. But even after all the injuries and the injury report. You know, we were just talking about bet online and bets, you know, they still had the Browns as a three and a half point favorite. Now, you know, you could take favorites with a grain of salt, you know, it depends on your personal preference and how you take those. But again, through everything, you know, people had the Browns winning this game and it was just flat out ugly, flat out disappointing, um, you know. Dan Orlovsky, a guy who I respect, who I love watching, you know, on, on morning shows during the week said today, I believe it was earlier today, that the Cleveland Browns are the most disappointing team so far this year in the NFL. Um, I 100% agree with that statement. Eric, what do you think of that statement? I, I agree. I mean, you know, I'm a person who said in the beginning that uh, they were going to go 13-4. and four, So, I mean, they can still do it, but we can't. We can only lose <laughs> more games, right? So it'll be tough. But I, I, I agree. You know, what we expect, what the, what the roster looks like, on paper is not indicative of how they've performed a week in and week out. They, if we really get into it, they play what 50 minutes of, of really good football. And that was against Kansas city, Kansas city week one. And, and since then it's been subpar, uh, subpar football. I mean, you get 
you get a week where the the defense plays well and and the, and then the offense doesn't and then and vice versa and so that's what's been going on a lot uh through the last five games and and it's been it's, and it's and it's not fun to watch right now because everybody has such high expectations for this team i'm i'm sure they do as well but as a, as a fan as a, as a former player when we look at this team on, on paper um the expectations are there is just they're not doing it in between the lines, and, and that and that's sad. And you mentioned, you know, your record, thirteen and four. You had the Browns going thirteen and four, so you know, obviously, they would only have to lose one more game. We usually cover, you know, this upcoming game at the end of the show, but we'll flip the switch a little bit this week because it is a short week, and we play again here um, on Thursday, so two days. Um, I personally believe that this game on Thursday is 110% a must-win ball game. I mean, you know, the AFC is good. I believe, you know, the Browns, you know, obviously it's early to check playoff standings, this and that, but the Browns are, it, it's crunch time. Baker said it in his post-game press conference after the game. He said their backs are against the wall, and I believe he's absolutely correct. I mean, you look at, they haven't played any division games left. The Steelers are, you know, on the incline. They're getting better. The Bengals this year have proven that they can be a difficult team to handle. The Ravens are just, I believe, on a completely different level. So you still have those six games to play. You know, you got tough opponents, you know, throughout the board. The Patriots game could be sneaky difficult. Obviously, you have the Packers, the Raiders, etc. So... I believe, Eric, that this week, you know, this Thursday's game is 100% a must-win game. I, I, I agree, but I would say first and foremost, don't sleep on the on the Broncos. You know, it, it, they, they they can play tough as well. I mean, once again, they're 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 a professional team, and it's a and it's a short week, so we don't know where the mindset of, of each player is on, on on both teams. You know, I think this game is is, is a must-win, not only for for uh, division race and, and playoff uh, implications but confidence and psyche for sure you know that, that i think that's that's what's important is what what these guys how these guys feel about this season if they were to lose this game or do they do they quit do they still fight and you you, you never know because it's it's tough because especially with all these injuries and people not being there you don't know what people are going to think oh we don't have Chubb, we don't have Kareem, we don't have Jarvis, and you know that that can play into it. So I think confidence is this is a, a confidence builder. So I think they have to go in and win this game, and then when you flip into talking about the the division race, if you don't win this game, the gap just grows. I mean, I, I said in the beginning that Baltimore will be the, probably the toughest team in this uh, division to deal with, and. And I'm and I'm proving correct right now because they're they're playing good football and then they're going on taking care of their business. So the, we have to take care of the Browns. Have to take care of their their business Thursday, even though it's a short week. They have to take care of their business just to keep in contact. I do agree with you. You know, I only mentioned the playoff race implications, blah blah. But I do agree with you. You know, confidence boosting is huge. And you mentioned giving up. You know, if the Browns were to lose this game, hypothetically speaking. I'm not going to sit here and speak for any of the players saying that they're just going to throw in the white flag and give up, but, you know, it's going to be very tough, you know, for a team that had such high expectations again this year to start three and four and to have the schedule that they have the rest of the year. So I think you're exactly right. So it's going to be very interesting. I think Friday morning is either going to be really good or it's going to be a complete disaster. Um <laughs> It, it, it's going to go one way or the other. I don't think there's any room to fall in between. Uh, you touched on our injuries a little bit. 
Um, you know, it officially was announced today that Kareem Hunt, as well as Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, both go on the IR. Kareem Hunt goes with that calf injury. Um, by the way, Eric, I'm sure you saw that injury. I was scared that that was Achilles because non-contact, you know, the ball wasn't even handed off or thrown to him. As soon as he got through the line, when I saw him go down to hold that calf, uh, I was I was very worried about Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that, that was the first thing I thought. That was the first thing I thought. The first thing I thought was Kevin Durant. You know, and everybody said the calf, and he grabbed his calf, but it was really Achilles and everything. So that was the first thing I thought, and I was I was scared for him at the time. And and, and fortunately, it was it's only a calf. I mean, you know, we don't want him to be hurt at all, but you'd rather it be the calf than the Achilles, right? Definitely. I mean, even him going on the IR with the calf, I think obviously, you know, that's definitely better news than Achilles because Achilles usually means season ending and in a long recovery time. Um, JOK's, you know, injury, he, he had a high ankle sprain. Again, I mentioned it. Uh, he's on the IR. His injury was kind of, um, for me, it went unnoticed. I was at the game, um, and I saw him limping off and I, I, you know, I, I kind of saw it last minute because I was just, you know, so, you know, infuriated with the game, but I saw him limping off and I was wondering what it was. And I didn't actually know how severe it was until I started looking into it, saying he got hurt. Um, did you happen to see the play that JOK got hurt on Eric? I did not. I I think I looked away as well. But you know, it's 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 one of those things that is they're they're piling up, and that's why that's why I get back to the conference thing. All these injuries are piling up, and 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 people aren't there. And but but guys have to step up, be professional, and go out there and and, and play good football and, and turn this thing around. They absolutely do. And next man up mentality. We talked about it. You know, a couple weeks ago, it's huge right now. Um. You know, we mentioned the running backs that are both out. Uh, they have, they did say today that they will not officially rule out uh, Jack Conklin or Jedrick Wills yet. So that is a little bit of good news. Um, you know, who knows if they're going to play or not, but not ruling them out yet is good news. Another good bit of news, you know, I was taking in anything and everything positive today. Uh, wide receiver Jarvis Landry was back in practice today getting some reps in, uh, which is absolutely great news because Eric brought it up last week and I... You know, I got to give him credit for this. I wasn't, you know, when, when Jarvis Landry went down, I know he's the leader, the focal point of the offense, but to your credit, Eric, I didn't think, you know, losing Jarvis Landry would be such a disaster and, and make such a big hole in offense because I do think, you know, you're exactly right in, you know, and seeing how the offense has performed and how it's functioned, you know, these last four weeks without Jarvis Landry, you know, not having him makes a huge difference. Like I said, he, and because he's the glue, and it doesn't necessarily have to be on the field. You know, he's he's a locker room guy. He's the guy that keeps the team going. Is the attitude that he has is what is instilled in that offense. So when he's there, he's able to instill this into those guys, and they play harder just because he's there and and, and things he says and how he acts on the field. And and that's that's what happens when you when you lose a guy like that. And so I mean. When we talk about him being a receiver, obviously he can play. He can. Play, he's a great football player, and but but I, I don't know um, if he even catches a lot of balls. Like say he could, he could have been like Odell in the in the past few weeks and hadn't kept, caught that many balls. But once again, you go back to the the leadership point, the, the leadership factor that he is, and that that's why I think that that uh, that helps the quarterback, that helps the line, running backs, and and, and the receivers as well. And so um, I'm looking forward to getting him back. Now we just like I said, have to go out there and do it in between the lines, um, make plays when that we have the opportunity. Because just just the other day, it could have been an ugly game. It could it could have been uglier than it was. 
and uh, and we get a touchdown at the at the end of the half. And the first my first thought was if we if we go out there and stop them on defense and score a touchdown, now we're down we're, we're down two points. Not only do, do the defense come out there and stop them, they come out there and stop them twice. Twice. And we get nothing out of it. And and and, and that's a problem. Everyone says the defense was playing bad, but then when they, in that time they stopped them twice, and we we get nothing out of it. And that and and that's what that was a game changer for me. Stopping them twice is huge, and, you know, we're talking about defense now, and, you know, everybody says defense has been bad, you know, giving up, you know, I believe it was 37 this week, and I can't remember what it was against San Diego, maybe 47. 47. 47, Los Angeles, I'm sorry. 47. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of points in two weeks, but, you know, to your point here is two stops is huge in that last game, as well as, you know, three turnovers does not help a defense at all. Field position was great. They had 13 points off turnovers. So, you know, you take 13 away, and they only had 24, and it's a completely different ball game. So, obviously, the defense has been bad, and we're talking about leadership with Jarvis Landry. And I think it's about damn time somebody steps up on that defense and shows a little bit of leadership because there has been way too many missed coverages. I mean, there were about two more blown coverages in the Cardinals game. I mean, how... On earth is DeAndre Hopkins left wide open and undetended for in the back of the end zone. I mean, it is clear that he is their number one receiver. Um, he's one of the best in the entire league. The blown coverages have to stop. I don't know if you blame Joe Woods. I don't know if you blame the personnel. I blame more of the personnel because the coach can only call the plays. It's up to the players to go out there and execute and know their assignments. Know where they're supposed to be on the field. Know who they're supposed to cover. So somebody has to step up because... Overall, the defense, if you think about it, they're giving up big plays, and it's not even necessarily poor defense. I mean, it is poor defense, but it's just silly, stupid mistakes like a blown coverage. It doesn't get any easier than that for the offense, you know, to take advantage and to score. So it is not like we're getting, we're obviously, you know, opponents on us drive down the field and march and score these, you know, these grueling touchdowns, but it seems like more often than not, and, you know, more often than anywhere else in the league, we're just making blown coverages and silly mistakes that lead to big plays, which makes the defense, you know, if they were just doing their job, you know, which is simple stuff, it's being where you're supposed to be on the field and putting a body on somebody, then I don't think we would be giving up as many points as we have been so far this year. You know, I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you said that you blame the personnel. I mean, we all know that Joe Woods is the coach and he obviously has a hand in it. But I'm glad you said you blame the personnel because in the in the post-game interviews, um, Denzel Ward twice in his post-game interview said, communication, we gotta get communication together. Mm -hmm. And then Miles Garrett also said, we got to get our communication together. We got to be able to communicate with with each other. So that to me tells tells me that someone doesn't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that whatever call Joe Woods is making on the sideline to to the signal callers. I don't know if they're uh, communicating it right to the to the other players or when that signal caller gives the other players the the the, the play they don't understand where they're supposed to go. I don't know what that is. I don't know where it is either way. But when he said, when they said communication, that is a problem for me because someone doesn't know what the, where they're supposed to be, as you said. And that's why these guys are wide open. And that, that, that is a problem. So I don't, when I, now when I go back to Joe Woods, I say, if, this is the case where we're losing it in communication, whether it be from the signal caller or 
either way, vice versa. If we're losing it in translation there, then maybe he needs to simplify it, right? So that they can just go out there, fly around, and make plays. When we're, when they're playing in when they're playing man to man, we don't really have that problem. It's when they're in zone that you find these guys wide open. So guys like you said, don't know where they're supposed to be or aren't getting there uh, when they're supposed to be there. They're running If they run a cover two and, and, a, and a guy doesn't run in the flat, the DB, everybody knows the DB is supposed to carry the receiver down the field until somebody comes into his area. Things like that they're not doing. Some they're, they're not carrying the receiver. They're running to the flat because, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. But then the guy gets behind him wide open, so he doesn't give a safety a chance to get over there. So that's the communication breakdowns that I'm having a problem with. And we, we're, we're seeing them time and time again. So like you said, you blame it on the personnel, so do I. And, I, and I'm doing, I mean, I'm, and I'm trying, and, and I'm getting tired of seeing it because everyone wants to say Joe Woods, Joe Woods, that, but Joe Woods can't play for them. Exactly. Players, players make plays. Plays don't make players. It, you're exactly right. And I think, you know, pointing the finger at Joe Woods is obviously the easiest thing to do. That's why so many people do so. One of the things, you know, it's clearly personnel. Communication, I'm so glad you mentioned it because I was listening to ESPN Cleveland after the game on the way home. And Denzel Ward's, you know, what he was saying really did stick out in my head. So I was finding pretty interesting that you actually mentioned him. Um, you know, he's talking about yelling across the field. So again, to your point, that is all on them. Joe Woods can't run out on the field and point to these guys and say, you, you be here, you be here. Like, it is up to the players, the professionals, the guys who are getting paid the most to be on the field to execute. Now, I got to ask, Eric, I feel like... In terms of Joe Woods, again, you know, I could be completely wrong here, but back in your day when you played, was it more man coverage or zone coverage when it came to defenses? Well, there was there was both, obviously. I mean, it all, and it all depended on uh, who the receiver was and, and what you could do with the other receivers. If you had a DeAndre Hopkins, you might say put a, a Frank Minifield on Hanford Dixon, I mean, uh, or a Hanford Dixon on uh DeAndre Hopkins the entire game and then play different coverages on the other side. So it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of mixtures you can do uh, to to create problems for that offense. But and, and I don't and I think we do it from time to time with Denzel. But like I said, it's the when we're in man we're okay because these guys are playing up. They're they're being physical and they're and they're and they're giving great effort. It's the zone that is so frustrating because the the holes are are are, are bigger than than. In first energy stadium and that's exactly to my point is exactly what i'm saying man coverage is great it's tough physical football that that penalty that got called on denzel um for locking up hopkins on that slant route they call pass interference i thought that was one of the worst calls of the game um, i thought that was great defense but i just feel like joe woods plays way too much zone particularly in the red zone i mean you're at you have you know the cardinals have the ball at the 10 15 yard line and you're running a cover four it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me i really wish we would go back to more man coverage rather than zone especially in the red zone but here's the thing with that i mean and, and i'm not a defensive guru but when you're playing that zone you the the, the field is shrunk down so there, there's only so many places they can go right so you have the 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 end line to, to help you as a as a zone player. So guys should be able to be there. When you're in a, when you're in tight coverage and teams start running crossing routes and picking versus man, it makes it hard. So people are gonna get picked off because you notice and you notice when everyone gets down there, what do they do? They run that sprint right option, they pick guys off, and then somebody comes out to the flat and there's a touchdown most of the time. 
And and so that that's what makes it hard in these man situations. And then when you're talking about playing man man coverage, you, you can't do that sixty plays. No, not at all. You sure. can't you can't do that sixty plays. So these guys are gonna they're gonna have to figure out this zone thing, and and in, in order to be to be a good be a good defense and make plays in that zone. And then when and I and I think they will. It's just a matter of guys understand. Obviously, guys communicating where they're supposed to be. And if they can communicate that, then I, I think we'll be okay. But we have to get to the point where guys are going out there and playing football without having to think. If you think, you can't play football fast. And so you you, you have to be able to go out there without having to think about it. And they, that means that's 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 coaching where they got to know where exactly where they, they have to be. And as, as the player, they have to be where they're supposed to be. And so if that, once again, to me, if that means simplifying everything for these guys in in order to win games that's what they have to do they they got to do something they got to change something because they, they again we mentioned earlier talking about you know backs against the wall they're running out of time so again new personnel injuries don't help but you know it's a simple thing for me like not knowing where you're supposed to be you know the mental errors are are just unacceptable um now to, you know, wrap everything up here, we've covered everything. The main topic of what seems like, you know, Brown's Twitter universe and a lot of conversation everywhere is obviously Baker Mayfield. Now, I, I, I've had conversation about Baker Mayfield with, you know, everyone that I'm close to, everyone that, you know, I talk to that covers the Browns, this, that. Um, there's a lot of different opinions out there, obviously. Um, I, I will say, you know, I'll give you my little short spiel on this and then, you know, we'll go back and forth to see what you think here. But at the end of the day, uh, Baker Mayfield, nobody can argue that Baker Mayfield is a warrior, you know, playing through injuries, you know, he's had his back against the wall, you know, when he was a walk on, you know, not starting, you know, you know, getting the Heisman trophy after being a walk on and being drafted number one overall. There's no question that this kid is a warrior. Now. If you take that aside from everything else that's going on and understand that, yes, we have a quarterback here that is a warrior. He wants to be out there for his team. He's tough. Great. This is all great. We get that. But with that being said, if it is in the best interest of your ball club for you to not play because you are so banged up, I think it takes a man and it takes a real leader to step up and say that you can't play and give 100% to your guys because, you know, some people want to make the argument that a 70% Baker Mayfield is better than 100% Case Keenum. I, do I disagree agree. with that take. <laughs> I do not agree with that. I disagree with that take. I, you know, again, nobody's discrediting Baker Mayfield for wanting to be out there for his guys and be out there for his team. Um, when he got that MRI, you know, when you get a second option opinion on an MRI, excuse me, it means the first one was never good. Um, it, he came out today and said he has a complete tear in his shoulder. Um, he said they suffered that in the, in the first game. I believe it was a Texans game where he got hurt um, in the labor. So that is never good. Bottom line is, again, if it takes a real man and a leader to be able to speak up and say, I can't go, I can't be there for these guys. I didn't like today, you know, some people, you know, kind of took his quote and spun it a little bit. But to sum it up, he was saying, you know, ultimately, ultimately, it is up to me and it is up to me and myself to only be able to tell myself if I'm good enough to be able to go out there and play. I think Kevin Stefanski needs to step up and realize that, you know, taking away Baker Mayfield from this, you know, this um, you know this equation, 
There's talent all over the field. You have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Your running backs are banged up right now, but they're not out for the year. Your defense, again, it's been great and it's been terrible, um, but it's only going to get better. I don't think it get much worse. So you still have a shot this year. And again, this is an injury to where, you know, all the stuff has officially came out. If you were to rest Baker Mayfield for a week or two or three, it is not going to get any better. This is an injury to where if it is going to get resolved, it's going to require surgery and likely to be shut down for the year. And earlier I was having this discussion, and I am completely on board with the Browns shutting Baker Mayfield down and, you know, him coming back next year. But again, it just seems like there's a lot of outside factors fueling his decision. You know, maybe it's in the back of Baker Mayfield's mind that he's in a contract here and he needs to show what he can do. But again, I only think that's hurting himself if he's going to go out there and perform like he has the past few weeks. Because again, he is not helping the team going out there playing injured, and playing how he has the past few weeks. He's only hurting the team. So if he's going to be a real leader and, you know, take ownership and take responsibility, he needs to take a back seat, get right, and let other guys step up because there are plenty of other options out there. So again, Baker Mayfield, you know, I love you to death, kid. You're a warrior. You're a leader. But if you are not 100% and you can't go out there and provide the team with the best chance to win the ball game, then shut it down. I can go all kind of ways with this because I can I can tell you that I played playoff games on a fractured foot. I played eight games one season with, with a fractured hand. I don't know if I was the best option, but I was out there playing, right, just because I wanted to. But I don't know. I, I, I think about it and, like, if if we beat the if we beat the Chargers, does anyone talk about that injury? If, if, if there are no fumbles the other day, does anyone talk about those injuries? And so, so I'm like, I'm like 50, 50, which way you go? Because, because although he's injured, just like everyone else throughout the NFL, i I feel like he can still go out there and make plays. If, if everyone's on the same page and does what they're supposed to do. Now those hits that he took and the, the one fumble at the end, that's, that wasn't smart football. If he throws the ball out of bounds, there's no hit. There's no fumble. There's just so so there's, there's trying to be a playmaker and there's trying to be a smart playmaker. And so sometimes he's not making smart football decisions and then that's getting him in trouble, which creates the even more of an injury on, on the non-throwing shoulder. So I'm like all over the place with this because <laughs> I, I, I feel like if, if if once again, if we win these games, no one is talking about those injuries. If there's no fumble, no one's talking about these injuries. We, you got you, And you know this. No one's talking about those injuries if if, if these games are won. They're, like they're saying he's a tough guy. He's going out there. He's leading his team to victory. But now that we lost a couple games in a row and, and, he, and he fell on his shoulder because of the fumble, People are talking about the injury, and so I'm, I can go either way with this. But I, I just think if he if he feels like he can go out there and play and 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 be effective, then go out there and do it, and just go out and play smart football and lead your team. I, I once again, I don't think a seventy percent Baker Mayfield is better than Case Keenum. By no means do I think that because I I would I. If, if he had to go in there, I think Case Keenan would do a, a wonderful job. He's been in the offense for for years, and he knows exactly what uh, Stefanski wants. So I, I would welcome that with, with open arms if he had had to play. I wouldn't say, oh, we're going to really lose now. I would expect us to win still with him playing. But 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 once but back to Baker, just, just go out there and, and play good football. Don't try to do anything outside of yourself. 
and 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 do what Stefanski and the offense needs you to do. And if you do that, we we win football games. I think we win a lot of football games. I think we have the opportunity to win these last two football games, but that that hasn't been done. And so we have to get to the point where everybody's just doing their job. As Bill Belichick used to say all the time, do your job. Don't worry about anyone else's job. Do your job. And if everyone does their job with the team they have, they win lots of football games. Doing, doing your job is, you know, for every player out there on the field, you know, that's ultimately it's your end goal. If you do your job and everybody else does, you should have no worries and no room for error. Uh, you do make a, a good point. You know, if, if nobody is talking about, you know, if the Browns are winning these games, you, you, your point is very valid. Nobody's going to be talking about this. Now, I, you know, the Browns, you know, I, I also, I love talking, you know, hypothetically, you know, if this would have happened, you know, you know, the outcome would be different, you know, if this, blah, you know, either way, it goes both ways, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the Browns lost both those games, but again, to your point, I think, I have a question for you, you know, I think here in, against the Chargers, Baker Mayfield played good enough football to win that football game, so, I think that that game was a lot different than this past week because I think Baker Mayfield did not play well enough football, obviously, to win this past game. And I think you can agree with me on that statement. One hundred percent. Those those turnovers are demise, right? If you don't, if you you can't win the you can't win the games, you're giving thirteen points off of turnovers to a team with an offense like that. You have to be able to protect the ball. And I mean, I I, I can't. I would be. Crazy to believe that the intercession he threw was because of the the left shoulder. Right? So for sure. So here here's it's 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 a good conversation and it's here's where it gets difficult and it gets a little bit sticky for me. Right. So we're three and three. You know, this is a huge game on Thursday. Right. And you're you know you're saying that you know Baker Mayfield if he can go out there and you know if he can play winnable football and do his job then you know go out there and play. I, I agree with you. I also think, you know, again, I, I said it. If, if he's not good enough to play, you know, shut him down. I, I, I think right. he has, you know, he, he's regressed a little bit in some aspects of the game. Again, I mean, you know, you can't play through a torn labor in your shoulder. I mean, it's, you're never going to be 100%. But it goes back to, you know, you know, the reads, you know, leaving people wide open, looking down other receivers, staring down only one receiver at a time. You know, his feet, I've noticed, are getting a little bit jittery again in some spots. Now here, again, bringing all this into full circle, here's where it gets difficult. Say the Browns decide to, as, as of right now, the plan is to roll with Baker Mayfield on Thursday. I mean, he said it today, he plans to play, you know, things could change tomorrow. But say Stefanski and Mayfield agree, and Mayfield says, I'm going Thursday, and say that he goes... And he does, he performs like he did on Sunday. You know, he looks hurt. It's clear that he's hurt. You know, he's making, you know, silly mistakes, overthrowing guys. And the Browns lose because of it. And now you're sitting at three and four in my eyes. You know, if you lose Sunday, you know, the, the, the season is next to over with how of a long shot, you know, even playoffs are going to be with how tough the schedule is. Um, so it just comes down to, is it worth that big of a risk for not only yourself in terms of Kevin Stefanski, but as well as, you know, is it worth that risk and putting that pressure on Baker Mayfield? Or do you sit him out at least one week? Because again, I understand this, this injury is not something to where, you know, if they rest him Thursday, he'll be better Sunday. I mean, he may be more well rested, but again, you have to have surgery to fix a completely torn anything. So is it worth the risk to do so? Or do you play Keenum on Thursday 
and see, hey, you know, if he looks great, if he's throwing dimes out there, if he looks like he fits right in, you know, you almost use it in a test game. But again, it, it's one of the biggest test games that anybody will ever play in because it has such great implications on it. So I feel like, Eric, those two situations are very difficult. And again, you could go either way, but if I'm the coach and if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I take option two, I play Keenum, see if he's legit in this offense, see if he can do it. And if he can, you roll with him because again, taking that risk and sending Baker Mayfield out there on Thursday night for him to look injured and not be himself and play poorly, you know, it's going to leave Cleveland. It's going to leave a lot of people in, in a big mess. <laughs> okay. So, so, if, if Case Keenum starts this game and they lose, everybody like, damn, we should have played Baker. <laughs> it's true. It goes right? every single and, way. And, You're and, exactly and, right. And, 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 then, and then if Baker goes out there and you're saying he's looking hurt, you're not looking hurt when you're winning. When you're making plays, you don't look hurt even if you're hurt. You don't look hurt. You just have to go out there and make winning plays. And like I said, it goes back to winning plays are smart plays in the football field. You don't have to try to run out this – uh, outrun this defensive lineman to and instead of just throwing the ball to the check down or even throwing it out of bounds throw the ball out of bounds do things like that and you're not taking those hits and what, that's what keeps happening what if, they, what, keep, what if they what if they what if what if they go out there and win a, a defensive game say it's like baker manfield's ugly the offensive ugly and baker does look hurt it'll win and the game's like 10 to 6 what do you do then it, <laughs> so 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 what what made him look hurt <laughs> I mean, what made him look hurt in, in this in this dog fight, in this defensive dog fight? That's that's what I'm saying. You just have to go out there and and, and roll with it. And if, if you think he's playing bad, then 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 take take him out and put Case Keenum in. But don't blame it on the injury. That's what I'm saying. Don't make it about the injury. Make it about the fact that you don't think he's playing well. I I agree, and I'm never one to blame injury. And I think. You're exactly right. I'm never, I never want to say, you know, if Baker Mayfield's out there playing, the injury's out the window. If he's out there playing, nobody's, right. nobody's going to feel sorry for him and make an excuse. Oh, he's hurt. If he's out there playing, he's good enough to play. Therefore, you can't blame injury. I just think, you know, it, sailing that ball on Sunday, you know, again, it was a terrible throw. He just, everybody, you know, people are saying he's uncomfortable out there. And obviously, sometimes you can't. You can't look at him and say, oh, he looks uncomfortable, but he is. So it is just a big – I feel like there's 10 different outlets to this to this conversation. I just – again, you're right. If, if, if he's out there and he's playing winning football and he's not, you know, running, scrambling, trying to do too much, then, you know, it is what it is. Oh, so, so yeah, that ball selling over – for the uh for the interception, he looks uncomfortable. If he completes that, no one says he looks uncomfortable. That's 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 the thing I'm talking about. So these are plays that can be made even though he's hurt. You just have to make the plays because there's other throws that he's making, and no one says, "Oh, he's hurt. He looks uncomfortable right there because it was a completed pass." Is when he makes those throws, those errant throws, or or things like that, or misses Odell on a on a deep ball. That oh, he's hurt. No, don't do that. Play or don't play. Make the plays when you get the opportunity, and you win football games. And, and I'm not disagreeing with you on that. You're exactly <laughs> right. And I just I think you know I'm taking injury and you know uncomfortableness in in a complete in a different perspective. But again. I, your take and what you're saying here is is, is something that I 110% stand by and agree with. If you're out there, you know, you can't use an injury as an excuse. You can't sit here and say, you know, I made this bad play, I'm hurt. I just don't think 
the risk is is necessarily something because again this this team you know they can go places even I believe they can even do something with Case Keenum I mean he is oh, I do too I do too he, he's one of the highest paid backups in the league I mean he's he's had you know games seasons where he's won eleven to twelve games so. You know, I just I just really think that guys are going to get healthy. You know, Baker Mayfield's surgery injury requires surgery. I've mentioned it many times. Nick Chubb's going to be back. Hunt's going to be back. JOK's going to be back. Wills and Conklin will be back. So if you have a fully healthy Browns team heading into the playoffs, and you have Case Keenum as your quarterback, you can go out there and beat anybody because the team is that. If the team is healthy and Case Keenum's your quarterback. Your team is good enough to where you can compete and beat anybody. So I just don't think the risk is worth is worth it this week because again, he, obviously he's Baker Mayfield. He's a baller. He could go out there and play great and not make these silly mistakes. But again, a torn labrum in your shoulder is difficult, Eric. You can go. He could go out there and completely play miserable, and then your season is is all but over if you don't win on Thursday. Again, hypothetically speaking, it's not, but. It seems that it would be that way if they were to lose on Thursday. Yeah, and and once again, I'm I, I think I'm playing more of devil's advocate, sure. advocate because I know that, and I in my heart I feel like if Case Keenum goes in there whenever he does, whatever for whatever reason, that the, the offense will look just the same, and they can do everything that they did with with Baker in the game. I I honestly believe that. So I'm not I'm not saying that he's he's not the guy and he shouldn't be on the team or he shouldn't go out there and play. I'm just saying if you're going to play then make the plays and don't blame it on injury when the plays aren't made. Absolutely. That's that's the thing that I that, that I don't want to hear. I don't I don't want to hear that. Don't play if you don't think you can make the plays. But if you're going to play, make the plays when given the opportunity and just play winning football. And I I just so I wish more people thought like that because like it, it doesn't make any sense because you have guys who are, you know, talking, you know, crazy about Baker Mayfield saying this and that and that, you know, they're out here saying that uh, a seven, they'd rather have a hurt Baker than a healthy Keenum, but then when he goes out and makes an Aaron throw like we mentioned, it's, oh, because he's hurt. It just, right. it, it's a contradicting statement that doesn't make any sense. So that is why you're exactly right. If you're out there and, you know, you're not making plays, it's not because you're hurt, it's because you're not making the play. And again, what I said in the beginning, if, if Baker Mayfield is sitting there knowing that he cannot make every play that is needed to be made, then he's got to be big enough and be a big enough leader to admit it and to take a back seat and to let Case Keenum play, which, again, right now he's not doing because of that competitive, that fierce attitude that's inside of him. But I just think I'm going to be really upset, and we're going to have an interesting show next week. If Baker Mayfield plays and he doesn't make plays and plays like he did Sunday and we lose the ball game. Hey, but once again, we'll never know if we would have won if Case played. You're right. (laughs) Either way, it'll be up in the air. So, but but hopefully, hopefully we won't have to worry about that. Whoever plays will go in there – Whoever plays on defense, whoever plays on offense, whoever plays on special teams, we hope all three phases take care of their business and go out there and win this game. That they, they, they could win, they should win. It's just a matter of going out there and doing it once they get between those white lines. Hundred percent right. I don't care who. I don't care if you're you come out of retirement and play quarterback for the Browns. Whoever is playing quarterback, you know, you better have a lot of money. We <laughs> we just gotta win this game, man. That is it. You're exactly right. I don't care. I don't care who plays. I don't care how the game is played. A win is a win, and the Cleveland Browns need one now more than ever. For sure. For sure. 
But Eric, man, you know, keep staying safe for your travel. You know, your travel schedule is absolutely crazy. So, you know, continue to travel safe, my man. Um, okay. It's going to be a big game this week. You know, it's going to be crazy. You know, I expect they're saying rain in the forecast I've been seeing. So, you know, again, that would usually favor the Browns. But without, you know, our two backs. I do like Dernus Johnson a lot. I'll get your thoughts on that real quick before we close. Um, he's getting his first start ever in his NFL career. Um, they have Demetric Felton as well, who, you know, we've seen. He shows flashes of being very electric. But I think, you know, you know, scratching and clawing here at the surface. To me, um, excuse me, Dernus Johnson is a very good, you know, running back three option to fill in here this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, he's had opportunities to play in, in previous years and, and did well. He what, he had a, a big game in Dallas last year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to him getting the opportunity to go out there and, and, and perform. It's just, like I said, putting these guys in, in the right position. Hopefully we get uh, get everybody playing on the on the line, which will make it a little easier for him because we'll be better there. And so if we, if we can do that and, and, once again, take care of the business, everyone do their job, then, then it shouldn't – I mean – Obviously, he's not those two, Kareem and, and, and Nick, but he's a he's a good steady back that can go out there and make plays and and, and, and be the carry the ball for the for the whole game. And if he does his job, and if you know if this, this Browns team comes out and plays, you know, with chips on their shoulders, I think the outcome is going to be well. I'm in my eighth week. I've survived eight weeks of my survivor pool, and I I'm going with the Browns this week because I refuse to believe that the Cleveland Browns are going to lose a game that is a must win in week seven of the NFL season and have their season be, you know, nearing the end already. I refuse to believe that. This team is different. This team has great pieces all over the board. They're going to go out on Thursday. I have them winning this game. Um, But with that, guys, as always, that'll wrap up this episode of the Dog Check Podcast exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network. Again, guys, one more time, if if you're a sports fan, you like betting, head over to Bet Online. You know, Bet Online, AG on Twitter, bet all things from college football to NFL. But again, guys, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you guys next week. And I hope you're right because I don't, I do not want to walk out of that stadium feeling like I did the other day. In the cold, <laughs> in the cold wet rain, having the same feeling would be miserable. Right. right. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.